and welcome back to Pictorial on Relay FM. I'm Quinn Rose, and I didn't go to art school, but I've been making an art podcast for three years anyway. And I'm Betty. I also didn't go to art school, even though I'm back in school, which is not art school. Um, but I have also been making a, an art podcast for three years, and I cannot believe that it's been that long. Since it's our anniversary, we thought we might revisit our very first episode, uh, which some of you out there may recall, was about the concept of artificial intelligence making art. And at the time, that question was a lot different than it is today. So it is, I mean, honestly, I kind of hesitate to even say like, oh, it's such a great time to discuss (laughs) this because from the time that we originally scheduled this episode to the time that we actually were able to record it, there's been a whole new trend in AI art. And so who knows what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks, but here we are. Exactly. By the time this comes out, or even, yeah, I don't know, or even by next year, it could be a totally different landscape. Who knows? Maybe this singularity will have occurred, and there will be our overlords by then. I don't know. but Maybe we're already artificial intelligence making this podcast right now. You never know. Well, there's an unfathomable amount that we could talk about with AI art right now, but I just wonder, like... How how are you, how are you doing with this? What are your overall thoughts with all of the developments that have happened in the past year? Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts, and I will try my best to go through them in a somewhat coherent manner. But I will say I did go back and listen to our very first episode, which I honestly haven't Bold. listened to since we <laughs> released it, I think. Or actually, I think I think since I edited the video version, which was shortly after we released it. And um, I, I think it, in a way, it aged kind of well, but in a way, it definitely didn't because I think in there, I can't remember if it was you or me or both of us, but I, I definitely at the time was like, oh, AI is so like far off from being able to create anything good. Like people only want AI art because it's made by a computer, but it looks like crap. And yeah, I do remember (laughs) making fun of AI art in that episode. And and I think like I I said something along the lines of, I'm sure one day AI art will be indistinguishable from a human made art, but that will be like a bajillion years or like, like a long time. Like I didn't think within three years we would be anywhere close to that but i i was totally i had no idea what i was talking about i probably still don't well for anyone who uh is blissfully ignorant of this situation what what are the updates that have been going on this year in ai art yeah so um i will say like i ha- i have I was sort of following some of the news until maybe about a month ago, which was when I started to become really busy. So I may not be totally up to date, but when I was looking into some of the stuff in the summer and the fall, basically it seems like the last few months there have been some AI software that have either come out or come out of their beta stages um, or maybe not even just in a few months. Like I think I would say in the last year, I, like OpenAI is one of the companies that I had, have heard about. Um, and then uh, there's uh, the one I kind of, I want to talk about a little bit um, from now is uh, Mid Journey is a software that our, our AI 
generation software that I've seen a lot of work for. Basically, it seems like to me that a lot of these um, software have been creating artworks that are very similar to what a human digital artist would do. And in many cases, it's in, it is indistinguishable. Like if you didn't tell me, or if you asked me to guess if a human made this or a computer made this, I wouldn't necessarily always been be able to get it right. And 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 it seems like there is at a point where the artwork that are being made by AIs is literally people are literally using it to replace like actual artists and illustrators. Um, it, the, the, or it seems to be happening and um and in the in this one case i want to talk about in a little bit one artwork actually won um like a prize at a state art fair um and and i think people most people only found out afterwards that it was made by a computer and not a person so that's kind of most of the things that i've been looking at yeah i think there have been a couple of really big shifts that have happened over the past year one is that the technology is significantly improved and as you were talking about becoming indistinguishable from human art yeah. <laughs> human art yeah. um two and and going with that that technology is continuing to very rapidly improve like that the scale the exponential uh, growth of this is something that was very weird to watch happen we also have the fact that it is democratized to a certain extent. Uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that is making, <laughs> putting AI art in the hands of the people because the people have never done anything bad in their lives. <laughs> um, but you have all these pop, these tools that people can now use um, like Dolly uh, and Stable Diffusion um, and now the newest like Instagram trend of Lensa. All these tools that are now like, oh, anybody can just make anything they want. Um, with AI uh, and it's all relatively like quite accessible uh, for people to, to just anybody with an internet connection to be doing that um, as opposed to like having to have tools and like storage and networks to run it all yourself and so both of those things have combined just to make a lot of this stuff really trendy and so there's a lot that's happened this past year it's like oh Cosmopolitan put out an AI generated magazine cover and then did a whole article about it and like there's a a, a lot more uh art exhibits and museums that are cropping up that are uh ai generated or like uh collaborative works with like ai generation stuff and so uh, things are happening quite quickly um to bring all of this stuff very mainstream yeah for sure and one thing that i've been also looking into that's beyond just the art world is um i have been reading some articles and looking at um, architecture created or at least architectural renderings created by AI and certain like, you know, people in my field freaking out <laughs> about the possibilities that architects will be replaced. Um, and then, yeah, also like AI writing stories and novels, like which I haven't personally looked into very much. And since I'm not a writer, I, I don't think I'm a good judge of whether AI can write as well as a human. But again, it very well could, could since, you know, it's, it's seemingly doing it at least good enough in other fields for it to, yeah, like make it onto like magazine covers or like actual 
like illustration that people would use that in the past an, a human would create. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is, yeah, I use the AI tool uh, Midjourney for this specific artwork. Um, so I, as always, uh, would you like to describe what you see? And then I'll tell you, I guess, what it's supposed to be. Okay. Well, this is interesting. This is an image from two people from behind. Um, and there are two people who are looking at a painting in an art museum or gallery. Um, it's quite a large painting. It's like a kind of like a light green blue. And then there's an abstract painting of like white and yellow uh taking up most of it um just like nice colors not very representational of anything um and then the people uh who are looking at it we can't see their faces at all but they have long hair one of them is brown hair one of them is red hair they're both wearing like little backpack and and jackets um and then to the left of them appears to be maybe a microphone um and i am wondering if this uh ai art was inspired by um this podcast in any way <laughs> you would be correct um so uh midjourney is a ai um bot that where you just type in text prompts and then it will generate like whatever so it doesn't involve you yourself like drawing anything or sending them any images like it's all purely text-based so there's a bit of like I guess like different ways it processes language and again I haven't played around with it enough to do it in like the most effective way but basically I typed in two female podcasters talking while looking at a blank canvas with money flying all over the place oh (laughs) I was trying to create um, Take the Money and Run. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know where the money went. I, I For some reason, I don't. I, it decided to um, make the blank canvas not blank, but with, yeah, like with all this like fluffy cloud looking forms. I don't know if that's supposed to be its what it thinks money is supposed to be or I'm not actually sure um but yeah um I guess one of them is supposed to be you one of them is supposed to be me obviously like um I didn't describe what we look like so it just generated two people that it you know is two random female looking characters um and do you do you have any thoughts do you like this art you know, do you have it? Do you think it did a good job based on what I told it to do? Yeah, it's interesting that the interpretation of like what the people are supposed to be looking at was so different than what you said than what it created. But I don't know, maybe it just got too complicated. And so it, it gave us a real painting instead. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I think one of the things that is interesting about this particular software is that it it seems to like have ideas of it its its own like if it doesn't have enough information or if the information it's getting it wants to like fill in the blanks it will come up with its own i guess like creativity and and it will throw its own flair onto it like i and i think 
um, like later I'll show you something I I generated that where I I decided okay I'm gonna give it more context and more information and I'll see like where it goes and it does seem like if it if you get precise enough it will do what you are asking it to do but it's through kind of a bit of trial and error and a bit of figuring it out, I would say. And so I just use the free trial of MidJourney, which is basically sending text prompt through Discord. And so I didn't have enough like credits on my free account to play around with it like a million times to get the best picture I want. And so, um, yeah, I didn't feel like paying for it. So, that, so what I made could have been better, but, you know, not not necessarily, um, but I haven't I haven't been there to to play around with it. I think it's interesting that even in this one creation, we can also see the assumptions that these AI generators are making. Um, and this falls very much into the 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 section of this podcast that will be titled criticisms. Yeah. Um, but just to give a preview of this now, I mean, like, so these two female figures that you said just like you you describe like female podcasters looking at a, a canvas or a painting in this case so what we have here we have two people who are both quite skinny like that's the first thing i notice here is like it made an assumption that both these people are quite skinny you can't see their faces at all um or see like like that their hands are also like their arms are crossed in front of them. So you can't see any of their skin. So we can't tell like the skin tone of these people. Um, I will say the only like identifying factor that we have is their hair and anybody can have any hair. <laughs> um, but it, I think it is worth noting that the, they do have hair textures that suggest these people aren't black at least. Um, like that's, that's the only thing we can really get from the hair. Again, that's not, that is absolutely not a hard and fast thing, um, but that is, I would say, the suggestion of this piece. Um, yeah, there's not a lot that you can tell about them uh, beyond that because they are like not facing towards us, but they also appear to be able-bodied. And these are just these are little things that I mean, like I am also just like describing myself, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like a straight-sized, able-bodied white person, but. I shouldn't be the default necessarily, you know, like I, but I, my kind of body is the one that gets put up there as a default because, uh, because like, that's what the algorithm has been trained on. Sure. Yeah. And then I would say, yeah, like, you know, both of these women have long hair and unless you've grown your hair significantly since last I saw you. Oh yeah, that's true. I don't, yeah. my hair looks nothing like <laughs> yeah, this, but yeah. exactly. Mine happens to be very long. Um, but and in fact, my hair is way longer than these people too. So it's like, they didn't, if they like the, the total length of hair in here probably represents between the two of us. Um, but um, maybe they were just taking the average. Who knows? Um, I guess so this kind of segues into um, a bit of discussion like about, um, you know, mid-journey, but it doesn't necessarily specifically have to be about this particular AI. The news story that got me first interested is this particular news story that I'm going to pop into the show notes right now. And it is basically what I mentioned earlier, that an AI-generated artwork won uh, first place at a state fair arts competition. And uh, apparently, according to this Vice article, artists are pissed. <laughs> so the gist of it is this artist um, 
or this person who claims to be an artist, uh, <laughs> Jason Allen, uh, submitted an artwork called uh, Theater de Opera Spatial. It's probably supposed to be pronounced in French, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do French right now. Um, and it won the first place of the digital arts category at the Colorado State Art Fair in August of 2022. And um, Jason Allen submitted it uh, he did in the description say created with AI tools. So he didn't lie about, uh, you know, the fact that he used AI. Um, but he also didn't say, like, I didn't do this work. Somebody else did. Like, he still claims to be the artist who happened to be using AI software. S since this has happened, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, some people are saying this shouldn't have won because, you know, they, they don't believe it was made uh, by a person. But Jason Allen's argument is that, like I was mentioning before, using MidJourney, you kind of have to understand, have an idea of what to input. So he did say that he went through hundreds and hundreds of text prompts to get the painting to look exactly like what he wanted it to look like. And additionally, I think after the work was done by Midjourney, he himself used Photoshop. He said about 10% of the work is fine tuning it with Photoshop afterwards. So he obviously didn't do nothing. Um, and yeah, so there there's a debate about one, whether he should claim that he created this piece or not. And the other is, you know, people getting mad about the fact that it won an art fair. So I guess looking at this work, um, what, what do you think? What do you think it, um, in terms of like, you know, um, visually, like how, how you think the artwork looks and also, you know, if you had any thoughts about this news story. I also read about this news story and I think I have kind of a spicy take about this. <laughs> okay, I I love spicy takes. I have a, so I have some too later. <laughs> I I have a couple different thoughts about this. One, yeah, it, it, it kind of just sucks that someone used AI art and won an art contest. It's like yeah, just like on a human level, you're like that sucks <laughs> because other people did things with their hands. Um, and I think that this is creates a very philosophical question, um, kind of like the questions we were asking the first time we did this episode, talking about what does it mean when we use AI tools to make art? Like, is that art? Um, and the way this guy's coming at it, he's like, hey, you know, I this requires a lot of trial and error. This requires, like, really learning the system, um, fine-tuning in Photoshop, like, all these things. Um, and this is all a conversation that really exists uh, in the idea of fine art, mm -hmm. um, I haven't gotten to my spicy take yet. Okay. I needed to set this up correctly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, totally. And I think that there's a, a very, very real and active and ongoing conversation to be had about this. Um, but it, like in this article, he writes like basically, I think the ending of this is going to be there's going to be a category in the art world, in art contests, in museums, like that's going to be AI generated art, um, art that is created with varying degrees of AI uh, inclusion in the process. And I think that's, I just, I think that's correct. Like, I think that there, that will be true. Here's my spicy take. I don't really care about this as much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because this is the fine art world. 
And that's like a very interesting philosophical question. And it absolutely affects people's livelihoods. But I think that like it will shake out that there will be AI categories for things. And then there will be non-AI categories for things. You know, there's not going to be non-AI categories for things. Commercial art. Commercial art is where people are going to lose jobs, lose money, get ruined. And that's what actually matters right now this guy whatever my guy like (laughs) oh you want a state art fair like congratulations you know miss jenny down the street has just been out here doing doing graphic design for companies and now she can't eat yeah Uh, you know i i i absolutely agree and i think this story while it's sensational it isn't like the winning of the art fair isn't the thing that is the the problem or the essential problem. And yeah, like I think this work, you know, it's it looks like it's a a bunch of performers on a stage like performing at a space opera or what looks like it could be a space opera. It's a very like Oh, I do want to say it's it is gorgeous. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, it is. And I think most people would agree that this is a very beautiful artwork and you know, similarly to how I'm sure digital art category didn't exist decades ago. And when computer, when people were first using computers to make art, there were people saying this is not art or, or you're not, you're not working as hard as a traditional person with a paintbrush. And, you know, similar to when photography came out and like the, the discussion of what is art is different from, you know, the livelihoods of people. So I, I think, yeah, we can definitely, definitely differentiate those conversations um but yeah i think in terms of this work and how it affects the fine arts world it in my opinion is not that different from a like a new form of media whether it's photography or the computer like it's just like a new type of art and it will become its own category and yeah, like I, I think that's totally fine. And and we can kind of move forward with the other part of the conversation. Um, but uh, the department, apparently it's the Department of Agriculture who were judging this contest. I'm not really sure why. Um, they have since been asked, like, well, now that the judges know that it was made mostly by AI, are they, do they have like a different opinion or are they going to rescind this? And the judges were like, no this is fine. Like we would still, we would, we still think he deserves like first place in this, in this contest. And so like, again, I think it's not really that disruptive of a thing in the fine art world, or at least not from my perspective. I do have to comment on the fact you just threw out there like, Oh, I don't know why the department of agriculture is judging it. It's, it's because it's a state fair. Oh, I'm so American. I'm like, state fairs are part of my culture yeah, they're in my blood i have like never heard of this before i guess now that i am a, an america living person i should probably know about it <laughs> don't worry about it okay um, but, <laughs> yeah it is interesting that the judges were were like no we, st- we stand by this um because it's at that point it's like well i mean i guess that's that's art, baby. They picked this one. Art's subjective. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, 
on the topic of jobs and and so like a thing that is interesting to me personally is um I work in architecture and um right now I you know my work is I'm a project manager and I'm sure that can get automated too <laughs> so but yeah just in terms of you know being an architect which I think traditionally ha- is is mo- people think more of a you know like an art based type of job like it is it does involve creativity it involves you know coming up with ideas and concepts and designs for buildings and um and a part of it is to generate like imagery that conveys the concept of what you're trying to produce to the client um and this article actually uh that I just popped in the show notes was written by a former colleague of mine Sammy Kazimi who uh works for uh this company called BDP Quadrangle in uh Toronto Ontario and he um wrote this brief article in Canadian Architect um where he actually used uh Dolly to generate some artificial uh intelligence or some AI based imagery of of architecture and this is similar to midjourney where you use text prompts and in you know you you give it these ideas and again it's not as far as i know like right now because these are text based you can't get as accurate down to the detail as you could in cad software to be like put this wall here and this door here. Um, although again, I haven't personally played around with Dolly itself. Like his article kind of just gives an overview of where AI is at right now in terms of what it can do for architecture. Um, and, but I guess like towards the end of the article, he did say a part of this article that was written by a text completion AI. So <laughs> like, so parts of it uh, were, um, yeah, were, I guess, like, technically not even written by him, but he obviously edited the the text. And I just like how it, he ends the article with, after all, it may be smarter than us, asterisk. The last sentence was written by the AI. <laughs> that's so creepy. I know. And it's, it's, and that's the thing. This is something that directly affects my personal livelihood. So, you know, it is a little scary. I, I do have to say about the architecture thing, because so you can use AI to create these images and, you know, perhaps help iterate on ideas without having to use these like advanced modeling tools or whatever. But and correct me if I'm wrong. Architecture is mostly about... Um, taking pictures and making them real right like the ai can't do the math well i mean okay that was a dumb (laughs) sentence (laughs) ai can do math right calculators can do math if you put the math in for them um but i just feel like the whole point of architecture is like oh here's what i would like to build now let me do all the thinking parts and the calculating parts to figure out if it's possible to build yeah and then we build it for sure and I mean, I'm not going to say that AI can't do that, like, at, you know, perhaps in the near future. But the idea of just like, oh, we generated these images of like potential things to build with Dolly. I'm like, okay. Well, exactly. And I think that's why, like, as of the writing of this article by Sammy, it's, it's, you know, we're not that worried yet. But, um, and, but again, this isn't the first time 
or this isn't the only thing that AI is doing right now. Um, but you're right. Like, I think there's the notion of, you know, architects are just there drawing pictures of buildings is what people think we do, which would be amazing. But that's really probably like one to two percent of the actual work. Um, much of it is about realizing the project is figuring is just developing the design. It's actually doing working drawings and, you know, construction documents that would go for construction that a contractor can actually build. And like you said, like doing calculations, like assessing it against the building code and then, you know, and, and monitoring through construction to make sure it's built properly. So there is a lot of work that is definitely not just like drawing conceptual pictures. And I think some architects do think that, do value AI technology because it actually, in a way, you can say, helps us with that initial concept part. It can create these iterative like concepts to show the client, and then we can drill down on a specific design, and then we can work out the details ourselves. Another thing, I don't know why all these things are happening in, in Toronto, or, <laughs> but um, in 2018, um, the c- company Autodesk, uh, who is the kind of the leading software company that does most of the software and tools for architects like they're they make AutoCAD and Revit um they designed their Toronto uh headquarters or or sorry their Toronto office in 2018 with not completely AI software but a, a huge portion of it was done with AI software and that's not just the initial concept part. They used it to do things like the layouts in the building. Um, they kind of, they gave the, they fed the software, like things like programming and, you know, what their employees want, um, you know, maybe their preference for like natural daylight, their, um, you know, like different human factors. And then the Autodesk software that it used basically generated these like thousands and thousands of iterations of just all kinds of like design layouts. And then also going into like specific details of how things could be built as far as I know. And then, then like humans still made some decisions. Uh, I think people who are in charge of the project told the AI, okay, we like these 10 concepts and then do iterations now on these. And eventually it landed on, um, an idea that the designers were like, okay, we're going to actually implement this. Now, I'm not exactly sure. I, like, I don't think the software did all the construction documents, but it certainly has the potential to because a lot of the projects that I'm working on right now are using some, I would say, like pretty sophisticated uh, BIM technology, which stands for Building Information Modeling. And that's basically automating a lot of things that traditionally we would draw by hand, but now it's just kind of generated by the computer. And there's no reason to to think that it wouldn't just become more and more automated as time goes on. And this is another example of the fact that it already is a lot more automated than it used to be. Now, as far as I know, a human probably still had to stamp the actual, like, construction documents i don't think they can say our computer the architect (laughs) approved these drawings i don't think the permit examiner in toronto city hall would have uh been okay with that and so but you know that's just the limits of the the legislation right now um 
but yeah, so it, it kind of, I think this particular thing, and this was 2018, so this was four years ago, by the way. So, but I think this is scarier than like Dolly generating, like, you know, some cool, like wavy form uh, building. Yeah. This is, is this the part of the show where we talk about all of the problems? Because I, call me a Debbie Downer, but mostly I'd like to talk about problems. (laughs) 